This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 89, the top five myths that bad IELTS teachers tell you. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. In today's IELTS Energy episode, we're going to talk about the five worst pieces of advice that teachers give you because they don't know anything about IELTS. This podcast has helped thousands of people get the scores they need on IELTS with two new free episodes every week. You get advice on everything IELTS. From idioms to academic vocabulary, grammar to pronunciation, and even test strategies for every part of the exam. Don't miss an episode. Hit follow right now. Hey, Jessica, how's it going? Fantastic. It is finally a cloudy day here, and I am not just like sitting in my sweat. So that is a wonderful feeling. And you, Lindsay? Good. I'm gearing up for an exciting weekend. It is going to be sunny and beautiful. I'm going to go hiking and go to a party. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, it should be great. Yeah. How about you? What are you going to, what are you going to do this weekend? What's up? Oh, uh, well, working, working with IELTS, of course. And then my family is going on vacation to Arizona. I'm so excited. This is like Wonderful. one week every year. All of the kids and grandkids, everybody gets together and just swims and hikes and hangs out and eats a lot. It's going to be awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I hope you have a great time. That sounds great. It's, it's very yeah, cool. Super excited. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, very cool. Let's get into it, Jessica. So today we're going to talk about the myths, the myths that <laughs> students are hearing from IELTS teachers or non-IELTS teachers, right? Yeah. So I got an, e- mm, I got an email this morning from an IELTS teacher who said that he feels that his student needs to speak British English on the exam. Damn, and she aye, doesn't aye, have aye. enough British English resources. I got nervous <laughs> about this. So why is this teacher giving the wrong information to his students? Oh, goodness. I mean, you know, I feel bad. Like, I don't want to blame the teachers because, I mean, you right. and I have both worked in language schools, especially language schools yeah. abroad, where there are sure. expectations that are not realistic for teachers, right? Um, yeah, that's right. Especially if it's if if it's run by a business person and not an education person, then the business person is just like, oh, I have a teacher. Okay, you can do anything. I'm going to give you this class. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. The business-oriented schools yeah. are not, they're thinking in terms of business, not in terms of education. And that drives, but at drives the same me time, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the same time, like, <laughs> if you want to be a responsible teacher, then you need to do your research. And if if she's spending, uh, sorry, sorry to this teacher, but if she's like spending her time emailing us, like right, about right. maybe well, she could have read gone to aisles.org and done some research. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. But you yeah. know, like as we've said before, it took me, um, you know, at least a year to, to feel confident in my IELTS knowledge as a teacher. So it does yeah. take a long time to it get takes to know some this time. Test. 
Yeah. So we're here to let our listeners know how to be smart about choosing their teacher, how to be smart about choosing their course and how to just how to rock this test. Just do better on this test and not fall into the typical traps that a lot of IELTS students do. So to that end, Jessica, let's ask the question today. What are those myths? What are those top five myths that teachers tell their students? Yeah. Yeah. So all five of these guys um, either came directly from teachers or from students on our course emailing us, like, my teacher said this, is this true? Um, Or it has come from my personal experience, um, teaching alongside others who did not know the test. And I've actually heard people say this. Okay, so the first one is the one that Lindsay just mentioned, the um, mm-hmm. that you need to, to have British English. Like, firstly, guys, I want to get rid of that myth that American English and British English are like completely different languages. <laughs> like that... Let's bust this myth right now. <laughs> that drives me crazy. Like, when people are like, especially, I don't know, because I have, you know, I know lots of people from South Africa and, and England and stuff, and they love to make fun of American English, be like, why do you do this? And I'm like, you know what? Most of the time, we speak exactly the same. It's basically like, very similar. It's the same seriously. language in the end, right? We're talking about English here. Yes. Yes. Oh, it is not that big a deal. Okay. But <laughs> if you are worried, don't worry, okay? Because IELTS is international English, international English. So it doesn't matter if you are spelling color with a U or with just an O. Okay. It doesn't matter. As long as your answer in speaking, writing, reading, listening, as long as your answer is correct in British or American English, you are fine. Right. And clearly we don't, we're not expecting students to go into the speaking test and start speaking with a British accent. I think that might be what the teacher thought. I think that's what he was asking me. I don't know what he was thinking, but obviously <laughs> that's not the case, right? That's not part of the pronunciation score, I don't think. <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. No. You know what? Honestly, like I've known people from uh, especially, you know, like Northern England where it's, you know, the accent changes into Scottish at some point. Oh, uh, like, yeah. That, those accents are so strong. I don't even know if that native accent would get a nine because right. some American examiners couldn't understand understand them. So, yeah. you know, accent isn't the thing. It's being understood. Okay. okay? As long as you could be understood, you can get at least a seven. You know, awesome. if Good you can know. be understood and use some emotion in your voice, I guarantee you a seven for pronunciation. Yeah. And we actually did do an entire episode on this topic a few months mm-hmm. back, guys. So if you want to come back and learn more about this, go to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com and you can read more in depth. But the important thing here, Jessica, that we had talked about a few months ago is being able to understand your teacher so that you learn the strategies that you really need, right? Right. And that's the other <laughs> thing. Yeah. Make sure your teacher's accent is okay for you. Make yeah. sure that you can understand them <laughs> and make sure they understand the test. Because like we said, all of these things have come from um, teachers who say that they're teaching IELTS and they're not, right? Right. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, more more about the speaking thing. There's another myth about how um, it's, well, speaking and writing, right? Mm-hmm. So, we talk a lot about how um, making stuff up is awesome for the yes. test and, and speaking and writing. And fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, on the speaking test, you could just make up an answer, like the first thing that comes to mind, because speaking is more is better than pausing and not speaking, right? Yeah. <laughs> so just say the first thing that comes to mind and just, you know, have fun with it. Yeah. Um, and on writing, you need to make up some research in writing task two. It makes your essay stronger. 
stronger. These things are fantastic to do on the test and they definitely lead to higher grades. So if a teacher is telling you not to do this, they are lowering your grade. Like they are taking points Ouch. away from you. Ouch. And we right? did, we did have this, we had this conversation a few weeks ago too. We had a teacher, a student, a listener of ours had written in and had said that her teacher had told her not to make up facts. And that is just blatantly wrong. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. And I mean, geez, if I, you know, think about teaching in an IELTS class, like this is one of the funnest activities we do yeah. is like practicing, you know, making up research, making up ideas for speaking. So that teacher's losing out on a fun class. Yeah. Don't <laughs> miss out on the fun part of IELTS. Be creative, guys. Right. You know, put a smile on the examiner's face because you'll be more likely to increase your score with that yeah. sense of camaraderie that you're going to build with the examiner if you are spontaneous totally. and able to create those ideas on the fly. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you look at the, the descriptors for speaking and writing, there's nothing in there to be like, um, oh, you must give a five because <laughs> the person lied. Like, how do I know if you're lying? <laughs> right. right? And like, that's not my lying. job. Yeah. And who cares? Okay. You're communicating. It's communication. It's exactly. not about, this is not a, a legal class. I'm not, not talking about, this is not a right. class in integrity or in. <laughs> you're not like swearing in on the Bible or the Quran or something right, like before right. <laughs> you're taking the test. Like, you're fine. This is not ethics 101, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. The this next is ridiculous. Myth, Jessica, okay, what's the so next myth? Yeah. I've heard this a lot from teachers who are perhaps more familiar with TOEFL. Um, mm. because on the TOEFL test, you have to take notes at some point while you're listening. Okay. Um, especially in those integrated speaking and writing tasks. Like you have to take notes while you're listening, but there is no point on IELTS where you should be listening and taking notes because if you do this, you are missing answers. Okay. The listening test is so compact. There's no time for you to take your eyes away from the questions and actually like spend time taking notes on what you're hearing. Like okay. that will definitely make you miss answers. Okay. Wow. So don't take notes. What you should be doing is following along, staring at those questions staring at those keywords you underline and actively predicting and listening for the answers. Okay. Mm -hmm. That takes all of your brain power and focus. Okay. So don't take away from that and take notes. That'll definitely make you miss answers. If you have a dream for your life or your career and the IELTS is standing in your way, why would you waste time with free materials and no study plan? Our course offers a 30 or 60 day study plan so that you can make sure you're taking the right actions every single day. Go to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com to get your trial account now. See you there. Uh, yeah, and where the danger comes from hiring a test prep expert who seems to know TOEFL, right. IELTS, everything, that teacher is unlikely, they're likely to give you the same advice for both tests, right? Which exactly. is dangerous. That's what we've, we're hearing here. So guys, be really exactly. careful when you choose that. Don't go online and find someone who does all those exams. That person is not going to have that depth of knowledge that you really need. It's impossible. Need. It's impossible, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you've taken I 10 mean, years yeah. to learn IELTS. Right. I mean, is that person taking taking 10 years for TOEFL, 10 years for IELTS. No. Exactly. Unlikely. Are they 60? What? Like, what <laughs> have they... You 
they've had a boring life full of test prep then you you don't want to talk to them <laughs> right the lessons are going to be boring anyways <laughs> they've been teaching test prep since world war ii you don't you don't want that person <laughs> so the same i mean when i when i first got to portland like i you know my family moved here and i really needed a job you know oh, yeah. and so i started teaching in a school and they gave me a toefl class Ooh. and i'm like Oh, God. like it took me so long to prepare each lesson and it was so hard and I was panicky because I wasn't positive about what I was saying. And, right. You know, that's, you're having that's to, what other teachers go yeah, through. Yeah, you're having to learn an entirely different test. That doesn't make any sense, guys. I mean, it's like the analogy of if you have, you need surgery, you're not going to hire a dentist, right? You're not going to hire right. an orthodontist <laughs> or a dermatologist to do your heart surgery. <laughs> so why would you hire a yeah. total expert to help you with IELTS or a test prep, a general exactly. test? Okay. Great. All right. There's no such thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then another thing that I've heard teachers say, um, because, you know, it's the academic test. It has academic in the title. Um, They think that a student must use high level academic words for everything, all the Mm. speaking and all the writing. Um, Writing, yes. Of course. Yeah. You need academic language, of course. Um, but for speaking part one and two, and guys, we, we talked about this a little bit in the past episode. If you use academic formal vocabulary to answer speaking part one and two, mm-hmm. it's your score goes down wow. because it's not appropriate. Okay. Right. It's not appropriate vocabulary because the questions are informal. You know, do you like riding bikes? How much sleep do you need? These questions are not like serious abstract things. Like just answer in slang, natural idioms. Like these, this is what gets Mm. you that seven. You need a range. You need formal and informal. Yeah. And that's what we need in the real world, right? When we pass the IELTS and we move on with our lives, we're going to need to be able to shift and be flexible depending on what kind of environment we're in. So it makes sense that the IELTS would ask us to do both the informal and the formal words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is something you have to be sensitive to all the time. Absolutely. Well, this is awesome. Let's run through them one more time. The five minutes. Wait, there's one more. Ooh, do we have one more? One more. One more. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Slow down, Lindsay. Slow down. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, IELTS task one. Everybody knows how difficult and weird this is. It is weird. I don't think any time in your life ever you're going to have to write an essay okay. like this. Okay. So some teachers, again, do not know how to do this. They don't know what the examiner looks for. How do you write about a graph of numbers? Right. So instead, like these teachers fall back on their four pair Paragraph essay format, which you need in task two, of course, you know, like opinion and argument mm-hmm. essays. And then they just try and use that about task one, which is awful. You will get the worst score if you do that. So again, that's just a teacher not knowing how to do writing task one and only an IELTS teacher, an IELTS professional is going to be able to help you with writing okay, task good. one. Good. And we've gone into more depth and we will go into more depth in the future about writing task one for sure, guys. So come back to IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com to get and type in the search box writing task one to learn more about that. But that's awesome. So these are guys, these are things that we want you to keep in mind when you hear this advice from a teacher start running in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask for a because refund. Because if they're telling yeah. you one of these five myths, <laughs> they're probably telling you other myths that we haven't had a chance. And the problem exactly. is that you're not going to know. And that breaks our hearts. The idea that you would spend your money and your time and risk your future goals 
working in a course yeah. or working with someone who's not really preparing you adequately. So guys, yeah. Right. Any final thoughts, Jessica? Anything? Yeah, you know, I I wonder sometimes we get emails from students who say they can't move beyond a 5.5. They can't move beyond a 6, but you know, I wonder if it's because they just simply don't have the right yeah, information. Yeah. You know, like they've taken classes that they shouldn't have. So, yeah, I mean, this is really yeah, important. Be you guys. smart when you choose your teacher. All right. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so thanks for hanging out today, Jessica. This has been fun and we'll wrap it up for now. But let's actually let's just real quickly summarize those five myths. So the first one, you you the teachers tell you that you need British English on the IELTS. Number two. <laughs> oh, yeah. My turn. Number two. <laughs> Um, teachers tell you it's not okay to make up facts yeah, and that's ideas. That's right. And number three, taking notes during the listening. The teacher tells you to take notes, which doesn't work. You don't have the time. <laughs> Again, guys, these are all myths. These are all bad ideas from teachers who do not know. Uh, number four, you need high level academic vocabulary for all parts of speaking right. and writing. Yeah, not true. Not and true. number five, they tell you to approach task one just like any other academic essay that they learn in school. all right Jessica (laughs) let's wrap it up for today thanks for hanging out we'll see you soon (laughs) all right bye bye. thanks so much for listening to the IELTS energy podcast from all ears English and if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.